0: Hi, this is Karina Gantas, host of Behind the Pen, and you're listening to the audio podcast. Enjoy. Hello and I am Karina Ganters, host of Behind the Pen. I am an author of 14 books, um, award-winning, and I'm also a radio host as well as a podcaster and I run Author Assist, which helps independent authors with their marketing and promotion. Today on the show, I have Sonia Cameron. Uh, thank you for being here, Sonia. Thank you for having me. I'm happy to be here. Whereabouts are you?
1: I'm in the Research Triangle Park area. It's Raleigh Durham, North Carolina in the US.
0: North Carolina. I can hear the accent a little bit. When I start, <laughs> yeah, most of my clients are from uh, the US. So I get a little bit of uh, knowing where you're from now from the accent. But yeah, I will have got that well. eventually. How are yes. you, dear?
1: I'm doing great. I'm doing great.
0: Awesome. Happy- so behind the pen is for anyone who holds a pen. So it can be an illustrator, a writer, an author, a screenplay, an editor, a uh, director. Have I missed anyone? A musician. For anyone who holds a pen for their job. So what is it that you do, Sonia?
1: I, um, I'm an author and a blogger. So I have a blog uh, called Bless the Work of Our Hands um it's at blessthework.com, and i write to encourage those in career transition and uh during the pandemic uh i was inspired to write my first book oh yeah and it's called god please help me find a job 21 prayers for the job seeker and um here it is
0: so, so that book is full of prayers, for, especially for people that are seeking a job.
1: Yes, exactly.
0: That is a very strange... Um, what can I say? It's a very strange um, genre to write in. Okay, you're writing about prayers and about God, but just for people that are seeking a job. Why? Is that because of what's happened with the endemic with people... Get being out of work and businesses closing down
1: yes there were a lot of people that were furloughed and a lot of people that were unemployed during the pandemic and I and you know one day I was listening to the news and they were saying 17.1 million people filed for unemployment that week wow it broke my heart I was just like what can I do to help these people because I I was able to work remotely, so I was not affected at all, but my heart went out to those who had, were in that situation and found themselves in career transition unexpectedly and, you know, involuntarily unemployed, and I just wanted to help out.
0: Let's go back to you, because um, you said that you were able to work still. So what what did you actually do for a job? You're not a full-time author, are you?
1: Yeah, no, I'm not a full-time author. I wish I was, but I'm not. One day, one day. (laughs) One day I'll be a full-time author. Um, During the day, uh, I'm a technical support engineer for um, a firm in the Research Triangle Park area.
0: But and it's for so, computers? Uh, yes, absolutely. So if I need any help with my computer, I can come to you.
1: Yeah, well, yes. Basically, I support uh, storage arrays, which are like big computers that have a lot of hard drives. So,
0: yeah. Wow. So how did you get into that? Because that sounds really technical.
1: Uh, well, I i I was educated in computer science in undergrad and in graduate school, so um I started my career about twenty over twenty five years ago um and I was one of a few um women in that field and one wow. of the few african american women in that field
0: Wow
1: yeah so congrats. I was a- <laughs> thank you, thank you. And so I was able to do something that I really like to do and um, have fun, you know, on a daily basis.
0: And you've been doing that for 25 years now, the same yes. career.
1: Yeah, That is amazing. Different jobs. Um, I have been a content manager in one position. I have written code. Um Earlier in my career, I was a programmer, so and a developer, so I wrote code. Um, then I got into application support, um, and then I got into systems administration, and now I'm a technical support engineer.
0: you have to go and do a degree or a little bit of training to go on to these bigger jobs? Um, um, uh, oh, because you start most- off as a computer programmer. A lot of the
1: corporations do on-the-job training. So Mm -hmm. there's a lot lot of training that goes into being a programmer as well as doing technical support or content management. Um, Usually the corporations have their own proprietary methods and processes that they utilize So, um, a lot of the training is on the job, and then a lot of times they want you to have certifications. So, um, studying for the certifications, then you become skilled in certain areas.
0: So, you basically, computer programming turned around to your boss and said, I'd like to do this. Usually, in the US, we
1: have a lot of different certifications like in information technology. So, you know, when they hire you, they're looking for you to have different certifications.
0: So you could actually go back to uni to get another certification to make sure you got uh, a higher position?
1: Not necessarily. It's the certifications are usually self-study. Like, you may take a course, um, you know, like a week-long course and get the cert, you know, and then sit for the test to get the certification.
0: That's good. And you've been with the same company or you were working for different companies? No, I've I've worked
1: probably about 60. Uh, I've been in this role for three years.
0: Three years. And you're able, like I said, to keep your job all through the pandemic because they needed you still. Yes. That's, That's really lucky. But I run Author Assist. So I'm actually assisting authors with their marketing promotion, book trailers, narration sales, um, newsletters, whatever they need help with, I'm there. So I'm working full-time nearly from 10 in the morning to 10 at night, five days a week.
1: Uh-huh.
0: So uh, before the virus hit, before the pandemic hit, I was working at home anyway due to disability and um, chronic illness, I can't work outside anyway. So this was perfect for me to start a and assist. Um, it, for me, it's been no different because I don't leave the house anyway. So for me, we're over in Greece and we had one of the strictest lockdowns in Europe. Okay. We had to send an SMS to the government to say we were leaving the house to either go shopping, exercise, um, doctors, or there was another two other numbers. So we'd SMS a number and they would give us permission to leave. So, if wow. we were caught outside of the house without that SMS and without a passport or ID, we would get an immediate fine of 300 euros.
1: Wow. That this went nice.
0: on, I mean, this went on for nearly a year. As soon as pandemic hit, he just hit hard. He did the, the strictest lockdown, he did the quickest lockdown, and we were the lowest in numbers for deaths and cases. However, and I praised what every, every time I talked about him, I praised the prime minister for what he did for us and, and how he reacted because how we are. Problem is he's lifted the lockdown because it's tourist season.
1: <laughs> it's all about money.
0: We, we, <laughs> we live by, I'm on the island of Corfu and we live by tourism. Without them, we've got nothing. We don't work. Um, and so he doesn't want to stop the tourism so he's lifted the curfew which was 10 o'clock it's now half 12. he's allowed um, coffee shops and shops and everything to open of course you still wear the mask you still um, do your hands clean your hands and what have you so there's still stuff put in place but since he's done that Corfu that was probably the lowest island in Greece, is now in the red. Hmm. We we are having 35, 37 cases every day. And in May, we've had 1,800 cases, and they wow. have 25 beds in ICU only.
1: My goodness, my goodness.
0: I know over in the U.S. there are certain places in the U.S. that were very strict with the lockdown and then others that didn't care about it and others that didn't even believe that COVID actually existed and others that just went by and just did their everyday thing without caring about anything. And I know the numbers were really high and I know you were having problems at the hospitals with the beds and what have you. But I also know that it's been relaxed now over in the U.S., And some places are trying to get back to normal.
1: Because of the vaccines, like they are encouraging a lot of people to get vaccinated. In fact, I'm vaccinated. Um, I'm fully vaccinated. And um, anybody, I think anybody over the age of 12, they're encouraging to get vaccinated. So um, because of the vaccinations, um, the spread has really... Um, been reduced dramatically.
0: You see, we, we only we started our vaccinations really late and there's only one two places in the whole of the island that does it. And so we're talking uh, the, the actual hospital that's dealing with all the cases is actually dealing with all the um, injection vaccinations as well. So Um, you go to the town centre, to the hospital where they have the Covid virus and you'll get vaccinated there as well. And apparently by June they're going to be doing like a thousand vaccinations a day from the hospital. Um, And um, Greece are not letting the English tourists in unless they have a form saying they've been vaccinated in England which is no problem. They're all getting vaccination in England. So come over to Corfu, come over to Greece, no problem, you've been vaccinated. However, the UK won't allow them back into the country until they've done a vaccination while they're in Greece. to wow. A to, oh. to test to say that they are free of the virus before they allow them back into the UK. And they're paying wow. for that. So how many English tourists do you think we're going to get this year? Not a lot. Not, Not a lot. Any. It's scary. Wow. It, it's really scary. It's, um, it's well, when you, when you rely on tourism, especially the English, and then England go and do that, when we're allowing them in and England are saying, right, yeah, you can go, but if you want to come back in the country, you do a test while you're in Greece. Right. Crazy, and we're talking. Of, I mean, it's not. It's not cheap. These tests aren't cheap, and right. uh, also when they get back to the UK, apparently they have to go into um, quarantine. Not, quarantine for ten days when they get back to the UK, even after a week's visit here in Greece.
1: Wow. Yeah, that's discouraging. Tourism. That's
0: really discouraging. We've had cancellations already from it. Wow. What can we do? We just uh, pray to God that uh, things will settle down and that we'll get through this summer and we'll uh, be able to survive. Because like I said, we don't do anything in the winter. I do, of course. I have my job going all year round. But my husband, he's a barman in the tourist area. Wow. So is the bar going to open if there's no tourists? And again, it's an area for the English. Don't have French Germans to come to uh Cavos where I am. Right. Wow. Yeah. You made me visit. Huh? Make me
1: want to come visit.
0: Oh, it's a beautiful place. Oh, if you look on if you do any um uh, Google Corfu and you see how beautiful it is. It's it's okay. so historical, it has so much history. The people are amazing. It's green. It's beautiful. Yeah, I'm, I'm so blessed to live here in Corfu. No matter what's going on in the world at the moment, I feel blessed to live here.
1: I, I feel, feel the same way about North Carolina. It's it's one of the most beautiful places that I've ever been. And the, the climate is usually very mild. Um, you know, we have a winter and we have a summer. Summer gets kind of hot. But um, in the winter, but like early summer and spring is just beautiful. Like you lived there a
0: long time in North Carolina?
1: I was born in North Carolina. Oh, you were
0: born there. I was
1: was born in Wilmington, North Carolina on the coast. So yeah, I'm a beach baby.
0: (laughs) We've got the beach just down the road and I hardly ever visit it. It's funny when you live right next to a beach, you don't use it as much as someone on holiday. (laughs)
1: I love the ocean. I really do. I just love being in the wind and the waves, and just hearing yeah. the. You definitely waves.
0: beach baby, yeah. Uh, I, I I have to wait till August when the water's heated up before I allow my feet inside. So,
1: yeah, getting sandy feet. I, oh, I love it. Seagulls, uh, all of it.
0: I, I prefer I prefer the swimming pool than the beach because of the sand and the pebbles, and you have to walk across to get into the water. Once you're in the water, and you're in the, sh- the, the place where the sun's hitting, it's like being in a warm bubble bath. And you just lay there and you're like, ah, oh, that's the life. But it's actually getting to the water that bugs me with all the sand. And then when you get out and you dry your feet, of course, you're getting sand on your shoes and in your feet, and oh no, no. I don't like it.
1: That salt water, to me, was very therapeutic
0: yeah yeah no i agree i agree i mean i've had so many um medical problems and when i when i was going through what they call a cold shoulder which wasn't in the end it was part of a fibromyalgia which is chronic disease chronic illness um they said go to the sea and just relax just let your shoulder have that salt water you know and um Apparently, Epsom salts is really good to have in the bath or something like that. But when I spoke with my doctor, he said, don't go near it because it wasn't good for me. because I'm diabetic really? as well. Um, so because of the pandemic and because your heart went out to all these people that were out of work, you came up with these. You actually wrote these prayers yourself. They're not actual yeah, prayers. Okay. They're your yes. own. Right. You wrote yeah. these prayers, and you're hoping that people will be inspired and feel hopeful and and feel some joy from them, and help uh, them.
1: I I basically wanted them to use it as a pocket guide during their search journey. Um, I want I want them to feel like they have a connection with God because I believe. A connection with God is the secret to a successful job search. In my experience I have been i have been fired from a job before, and i um and my connection with God is what helped keep kept, helped to keep me sane. It helped to keep me balanced and you know in In a position where I could search for a job and not be depressed and not feel anxiety and not feel fear um I can tell you a story about when uh in two thousand eight uh two thousand and nine i was in two thousand and seven I was fired and I was searching for a job and finally I got an interview and when they interviewed me. Um, you know of course they ask well why did you leave your last position and I did not tell the truth I told oh, them I, was, no. I told them I was laid off well it was a layoff of woman, right because I got fired and when I went home that night I was distraught because I'm a Christian and you know Christians are supposed to lie and I I couldn't sleep I didn't want to eat I lost my oh.
0: appetite
1: and I was just distraught I was just like god You're what am I guilty? yeah yeah I, I can't go through you know this job search lying I just can't do it and so I prayed and I was like god if you just help me get the next interview I'm going to stand in my truth and tell them exactly what, why you got fired, happened. and be just honest, just be yeah. forthright and honest about my status, and not be afraid of what they would say or do. Right,
0: honesty is the best policy,
1: and, and let the chips fall where they may. So, nevertheless, I did get another job interview, and I was the gentleman asked me, So, Miss Cameron why did you leave your last role? And I said, well, it just wasn't a good fit. Um, and I was fired. And so he, his response kind of took me aback. He said, well, I'm surprised because you came highly recommended. And I was like, wow, really? And he said, yes, uh, Jennifer from HR told me that you were an enthusiastic employee, that you, you know wanted to work well, and you were just a pleasure to be around and so I was fired? Like,
0: yeah. why did you get fired?
1: It's a long story, but <laughs> anyway, um he told me that, and he said, in fact, what we decided to do, we're not going to interview anyone else. We're, we're going to hire you. And so at the time, I was thinking to myself, who is Jennifer? Because I couldn't remember who Jennifer was. <laughs> so by the time I got home, I remembered that Jennifer was a young lady that I used to have coffee with. And in the break room at work. And she worked. she used to work at the same place where I got fired from. And so when she saw my name on the resume, she was like, yeah, we got to bring her in for an interview, you know, and um, it just worked out. And I feel like I got blessed because I was honest with guys so honest honest. With myself, and honest with my future employer. And I feel like that—that that is a key for a lot of people when they find themselves in career transition. They have to know themselves. So my premise is they have to know themselves, know their guide, and know their contacts. And it it just helps to make for a successful job search when you have a relationship with your guide. And so that's why I wrote the book, God Please Help Me Find a Job, 21 Prayers for the Job Seeker, is to give them a guide to of what to say until they find their own words to say when they pray.
0: So many people, though, when they're out unemployed and when you've been sacked and you've got that word sacked or fired, um, that it's... You automatically oh you did something wrong or you're a lazy employee and so you don't say that because you're scared of what they're going to how they're going to react so you say it didn't fit um I didn't get on there um the job just wasn't for me blah 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 and and some of these people even lie about their credentials and they don't you know they just lie about it to get the interview oh yes I can do that I can do that and they get the job they're going to be overwhelmed because they don't know what they're doing. And so you don't want to go that route because you'll end up getting sacked from that place because you lied about what you were capable of doing. I went to an interview once for, for this one job and the interviewer was trying to get me to apply for another job within the same company, but a different role. And when I asked him about it, what would it entail? When he described it, I said, I don't think I'm capable of doing that. And it was more money, of course. Right. And he was so adamant that I should take this other role. I didn't know at the time, but he knew that there was going to be a takeover. Where my job was, was going to be temporary. And I was going to get fired anyway, after I'd done what I was supposed to do, which was stop checking all of the um, appliances ready for when the company did the takeover. And that's what they were hiring me for. So he saw my resume, knew that I was good and I was better than doing that job. And that he knew that I would be fired. He didn't want that. And he tried to push me to the other job. And I said, no, I'm sorry. I don't think I'm I'm qualified for that other position. And so I got the job. And after uh, three months of doing my uh, stock check, uh, we changed hands. Everyone said, oh, all your jobs are safe. I got fired. I was less. I was there less than six months. I didn't get a penny. Wow.
1: wow. How unfortunate.
0: Yeah. Just a little. Just a little. But I believe that things happen for a reason.
1: That's what I was going to say. You know, if, if I... happened, then you wouldn't be have the behind the pen and the... <laughs> office.
0: Right. Oh, so much! At the time, I was in the UK, and my husband, who's Greek, actually moved to the UK with me and was working at the same place with me.
1: Oh wow! And
0: when I got fired, he left, and we came back to Greece. Now, if that okay. hadn't happened in the UK, we wouldn't have been here. We wouldn't have what we have now. I wouldn't, like you say, be doing a job of helping other people which I feel I should have done from the beginning, that is my pathway of helping people and and teaching them what I know and making sure they're doing things correctly. And this, for me, is my fulfillment. I feel so full by doing this job and helping other authors that if that hadn't happened in england then we wouldn't be here now and so i truly believe that everything happens for a reason whether it's something bad then something's bad happened but something good is going to come out of it
1: yeah and the bible says all things work together for your good you know all things work together for your good so even when you think something bad has happened and you say why me right all things work together for your good
0: You know, when, when I started getting ill and I had every year something else was added to the list and the list is about that long now. I won't go into it, but every year there's something else I'm diagnosed with. And, you know, people say, how do you have the strength? How do you cope with everything? You know, the chronic pain, the not sleeping, not being able to do things. As a wife and a housewife should, not being able to do things as a mother should with their kids. Um, I get up in the morning and I look in the mirror and I smile and I say, today's gonna be a good day. And I get out of bed and I do what I can that day. And if it's a bad day and I can't get out of bed, then it is just one of those bad days.
1: But no.
0: everything I go through, no matter what I go through, I thank God. I have the family I have. I have an amazing husband that's Greek and not a typical Greek and he does everything that I'm supposed to do and can't do. That's awesome. I have my youngest daughter, she's 11, but she was nine when she became my nurse, knowing all the medication, when I'm supposed to take it, checking on me all the time. Wow, that's awesome! That's amazing. I feel, I feel so. Yeah, I feel so. I've lost all my friends, mind you. They they just disowned me when I became ill. They didn't want to know. Um, and so I have one person. I have an amazing family on virtual, virtual family on Facebook. They've been there for me hundred percent. We've never met, maybe face to face on camera, but we've never met, and they are, they are my friends. And I have one local uh, friend who comes and, uh, and uh, lets me moan about things and listens to me and lets me have a cry on her shoulder when I need it. And she's always been there for me. But my group of friends, they just walked away. Didn't want to know when I became ill. That really, really hurt me. I stayed in the house by myself for like five years. I wouldn't step out of the house because I, I wow. didn't want to see them anywhere. I was just so upset. Um, but all, going, through, going through all that, as well as the chronic illnesses, I've accepted how my life is. I've accepted that, yeah, next year I'll have something else to add onto the list. I'll have another pill to take. Um, but I do what I do, and I love what I'm doing, and I feel fulfilled and I have an amazing family. I could not wish for anyone better than the family I have. And so people say to me, look, you know, the way you live, the way your life is, how do you do it? How do you get the strength? How do you keep going? And I keep going because of my family.
1: That's awesome. That's awesome. It's it's a blessing to have a family that cares for you and that loves you and that wants to see you healthy and happy and successful it's a blessing that you have a husband that's so supportive in your journey and you know that's worth more than all the money that anybody can have um to have that support um there's a lot of people that would absolutely kill or cut their arm off just to have a husband that's supportive so um that's definitely a blessing I do I do
0: feel blessed I really do so um Sonia how do you feel about reading one of your prayers out from your book
1: oh sure absolutely um the first section of my book is called the emotions of the job seeker like honestly, I'll just show Mm -hmm. you like, I love the way my book is formatted. <laughs> so,
0: Who did that for you? Give them a uh, shout out.
1: I cannot remember. Okay.
0: It's Upwork.
1: Upwork. I cannot remember. Oh, from remember. Upwork.
0: And what about the editor?
1: Jaina Rage. Rage from Upwork.
0: Jaina Rage, Rage from Upwork did the formatting. She did the formatting.
1: And um, I also have images in my book this is my hands on my bible oh beautiful yeah and um this is a a model's hand on on the bible
0: Mm -hmm. and
1: um this is a guy praying so Mm -hmm. i try to make my book really easy to read even for those it's
0: big it's a real big book for it's very unusual size
1: yeah it's six by nine
0: so and
1: Here's a landscape that my that my son took a
0: picture of near his Beautiful, school. yeah. And who so did the cover?
1: I, uh, Jana Ray did the cover. Okay. And who was
0: your editor?
1: My editor was several people. When oh. I um, when I wrote the book, what I did was I solicited um, a group of ministers and a group of career advisors and career coaches oh, wow so about 12 people that went through my book
0: so they they did the beta reading what we call better beta reading
1: yeah and then I had another editor um I can't remember her name now um Eula Eula um she actually did like the grammar and professional the,
0: editing gotcha
1: uh, punctuation yeah punctuation and all of that
0: Wonderful. I just want to give shout-outs to those people that helped you with your book. Yeah. It's, yeah, uh, it's, a, it's a costly and it's a, a lonely business to, to be an author. And um, you always have, when you find that team that help you, your your cover designer, your editor your formatter and when you do your next book you'll probably go back to those people if you're happy with their work you know absolutely absolutely i actually i've done
1: two books the second book is god please help me find a job the journal and job search organizer and the reason why i wrote this book is because my first book is my prayers the second book is i'm guiding people to write their own prayers so,
0: oh, um, so it's like so, a journal that people can write inside every day yeah. their thoughts and things right. feelings it's based
1: on the prayers that are in my the original book so this is like the companion and also in the back i have sections where they can re- record their job search so it allows wow. them to record all their connections That's so and,
0: unique sonia yeah. that is so unique you've got yeah. such a niche
1: yeah, allow them to record their job search and actually keep records. um Because in the US, a lot of times you have to give evidence that you've been searching for a job. Mm-hmm. So you have to name the company and yeah. the contact and who you interviewed with. So I felt like this would be a big help to anyone searching that's for
0: wonderful. a job. Wonderful.
1: Yeah. But that's
0: the second book. Have you got another one in the works? <laughs>
1: I do have some ideas. I have an outline that I started on, but I haven't fleshed it out. Um I really want my next book to be free. I want to give it away as an ebook. Um I and I um I'm I'm working on it. It's it's a work in progress. So
0: what what is it? Is it going to be about the same subject or is it gonna be something different? Yeah,
1: I I wanted that whole premise of know your know yourself, know your guide, know your contacts. I want to do a book uh, based on, on those three topics. So if, um, if you
0: you're giving it free, you could actually do it as like a chat book, which is really um, for them to buy a paperback, it's going to be like a what they call a pocket book which is really cute and they can keep it with them all the time in their bags okay. in their pockets they're very popular right. pocket books uh, I'm not so sure exactly funny. what size they are but um, yeah um, Lulu do them and um, uh, Amazon do them but if you're giving it away then you don't want Amazon because they won't allow you to give it away for free. But um, Lulu, you can um, do a free. Yeah, I was thinking about just doing a, you e-book. know, just doing
1: it as a ebook. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And the the cost of admission is going to be signing up on my website. You know, in exchange oh, you for do it. That's letter. it. Yeah,
0: you sign on my yeah. website, sign on my yeah. newsletter, and you'll get this free book. Yeah, right. a magnet. You've got it right. You're going the right way. It's exactly yeah. how you do it. But I mean, giving away the free ebook doesn't stop you from having a small pocket book of the same book and selling it if you wanted it. You know, okay. for five, okay. for five, five dollars for a pocket book. I don't know. If, excuse me, one minute. <laughs> i've I've published many many books and um, I've done uh, six by nine, but these this is the proper size of a pocketbook okay it's so cute what size is that what size is that I don't know I've, i'll have, I'll get back to you on that. I'm not exactly what to sure what size it is, but it's so cute it's like look, it's smaller than my hand oh wow. <laughs> So if you gave away the ebook, you could still have the paperback as a pocketbook in case anybody wanted to buy a copy and they can keep it with them in their handbag, in their bag, in their jacket, because it's so small, so cute. Okay, pocketbook. There you go. That's an idea for you. (laughs) Okay.
1: All right. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to read the first prayer that's in my book. Okay. Okay, wonderful. And it's called the fearful job seeker. (laughs) Heavenly Father, you are the most powerful God. You are my rock and my salvation. I have to be honest, fear has taken over my thoughts lately. I know this fear is not an emotion that comes from you. And I know that faith in you is the remedy for fear. Thank you for changing the atmosphere of my life. Because of your power inside of me, I am no longer afraid. I will not fear famine. I will not fear criticism. I will overcome the thoughts of not being smart enough. I am not afraid of economic reports because you control my personal economy. I am not scared of being in the wrong demographic. I am determined to break past my fear of failure. I am full of faith that I will get your provision for a new position. I know you will exceed my expectations. You keep all of your promises. I believe the scripture that says, for I am the Lord, your God, who takes hold of your right hand and says to you, do not fear. I will help you. Isaiah 41, 13. In Jesus' name I pray, amen.
0: Amen. That was beautiful. And you wrote that yourself, huh? Yeah, absolutely. This is all me. That's fantastic. Just and um, Go through your book to the middle of the book and just p- pick a random page in the middle of your book. Pick a random page in the middle of my yep. book? Uh... Don't look at what it is. Just pick a random one <laughs> look at and then this one. it.
1: Look at this one.
0: Reading Roulette. Lovely. Nice money. Go for it.
1: <laughs> so, So this is... This is, uh, the title of this prayer is job seeker with financial problems. And, um, the, for each of my prayers, I also have an affirmation mm-hmm. and the affirmation is I depend on God's provision and not what is supplied by man. So in, mm-hmm. uh, in, in this prayer, it says, dear God, you are my great provider. My current financial situation it's frustrating. I have a lengthy list of monetary needs and the list gets longer every day. I need help from you, the powerful God of prosperity. I repent for not taking advantage of every chance to give to others in the past and I will do more to help others. Thank you for showing me how to activate the law of give, time, money, advice, access to my contacts, clothes, and anything else I have in my possession. I must create opportunities for blessings to find me. I believe you are the God of the harvest. Thank you for multiplying the seeds I sow into other people. I now receive your blessings. Hallelujah. I stand on your word in Luke 6, 38. Give and it will be given to you. A good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over will be poured into your lap. Or with the measure you use it will be measured to you in jesus name i pray amen amen Please,
0: okay, is saying that uh, what you give you're given back if you if you give then you'll get something back in return for being I, charitable
1: that's the law of so sowing and reaping is you know if you give an open hand you can't you can't you can get stuff out, and you can receive, but a closed hand, nothing goes out, and nothing comes in. Yeah, so if if you want to be blessed, find something to give, find something. If it's your time, you know, go down to the local library, and read to the kids, and go to a, a, a nursery school, and read to the kids, and um, go help an elderly person with their groceries you know use your time time is valuable mm-hmm. you know go volunteer at the local homeless shelter that's giving you yeah. don't have to have money to give
0: exactly it's giving you time
1: out of your garden yeah. you know you can give someone access to your contacts somebody you know refer somebody to someone else, you know. Most somebody, <laughs> somebody else's business. That's giving. Yeah. So when you when you give out, there that's the law of reciprocity. Something's gonna come back in. And when you find yourself in a destitute situation, the first thing you need to do is find something to give. And God and will
0: receive that.
1: God will bless that. He will bless that action of giving.
0: That's a good lesson. Good lesson for a lot of people to learn. And like you say, it's not about giving money because they're like, oh, I haven't got any money. It's not about that. Charity starts with... Charity starts at home, as they say. But it's giving is just giving your time, giving your knowledge, giving something to make someone smile um absolutely yeah it's anything. your time it? you know time is
1: one of the most you know if you can find somebody that's a caregiver you know for like somebody if someone found some of your your husband and said okay for today i'm gonna help take care of your wife and let him take a break that's giving
0: mm. right.
1: so yeah, so giving is the the first principle in receiving. If you need something, you need to find something to give.
0: I hope people are listening to this. I hope they're learning from it because it's a, a real important lesson to learn that if you're in a situation where you need uh, that job, you need to, to get that interview, you need to find um, a vacancy for work, then first give your time out to somebody who needs it and you'll have a better chance of getting it back. Like karma, isn't it? Give karma, get karma back. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Wow. Where can people find your books at the
1: moment? Right now my book is available on Amazon. And they can also purchase it from Barnes & Noble. Why? My book is in several um, formats. It's in uh, ebook. It's in paperback. And I also have it in audi- Audible. So oh, it's wonderful.
0: In- you had to narrate it.
1: Yes. Yeah. I didn't read it. I yeah. had someone else read it. And she uh, her name is Ashley Culpepper. She reads it much more in you know her her voice is much more inspirational than mine I wish I had
0: one to read because that's what I do I do narrations I take an excerpt from an author's book and I read it and I make the story come alive for people to decide whether or not they're going to go to Amazon and buy it I love reading so yeah I can imagine someone with a lot of passion reading um right um, Res
1: right like that. He does a yeah. lot better job than I do and um if you want to hear a sample of it they have a sample on Amazon you can listen to it for free so it's on so, audible
0: yeah Amazon audible yeah. ACS yeah. okay yeah. and so, and you said um, the rest of your books there? No, not we just with Amazon you can find them on um Apple Barnes and Noble Kobo everywhere you've gone absolutely. wide
1: yeah I publish with both Amazon and with an organization called Ingram Spark here in the US.
0: Uh-huh.
1: Ingram Spark allows your book to be distributed everywhere. yeah so so yeah
0: yeah, same as uh, Draft to Digital. this is a, um, a publisher promoter uh, distributor that takes an ebook and then puts it everywhere for you like six seven different places you just upload your ebook and within a week you're in all these different places so England Sparks deals with a lot of paperbacks and gets make sure your paperbacks are in the the right places but also bookstores England Sparks gets paperbacks into bookstores which is of course where we all want our books to be absolutely no I don't know if they're open at the moment over there I know they're not open over here at the moment
1: um bookstores are open here. I yeah. I went to Barnes and Noble the other day. Yeah, and looked around. I like books a lot. You love, love reading. reading. <laughs> I love reading.
0: What, what do yeah. you like? Do you read fiction or nonfiction more?
1: I'm more of a nonfiction chick. I really like books about doing things and traveling. I like cookbooks and um books about investing uh in the stock market investing in real estate
0: you're so smart (laughs) i couldn't read one of them i'd fall asleep on the first page
1: (laughs) really really i find it i find it very interesting the things that um the authors write about investing and about the economy and
0: Mm.
1: about cryptocurrencies um
0: straight of my head (laughs) what's that (laughs) yeah, yeah wow. kind
1: of stuff so, you're so yeah you're
0: so you're so smart you you've learned all this and your love for all these is all came from your job do you think doing the job I, you do. It has something to
1: do with my job I, I used to work in the financial industry um for about eight years I oh, so, in the- yeah so
0: it's all easy for you yeah it's like yeah. no problem um,
1: so so i i ha i managed systems that supported um, financial uh instruments and trading and stuff, so it became interesting to me to see yeah. how, like, exactly that worked and um the ups and downs of the economy and the ups and downs of trading and the markets and how the markets move and
0: you're gonna write a book about that next (laughs) because you have the experience you have the knowledge when you have the knowledge and experience there's no reason nothing stopping you from writing a book about something in that subject
1: i know but i don't feel like i'm that experienced like i i've been trading for about 10 years now but i i still have losses and i and I, i i don't feel like i am the Want to write a book about it but then
0: you like... say basic trading <laughs> basic trading how to do basic trading because 10 years and you're calling it basic with 10 years wow I mean you have got these people out with this how to do um sales motivation books that um have no qualifications but just have the gift of the gab and know what to say. And they come out with books every one month or something, you know, so for you really? with 10 years experience of trading, you could do the, the starter, um, it, uh, the trader, the starter, basic, you know, information, whatever. And you could do a book about what you know, but making sure that they know this is for someone starting out as a trader. And give back give back what you've learned to someone who needs it. I
1: guess I could do that, but I just feel like there's so many more talent so many more much more talented people that have written and that have courses about trading okay Um,
0: but are these people that want to start out and have never done it before going to be able to read one of their books no because they're going to be too advanced and they won't understand how to start from the beginning whereas if you did it you've been there you've done it you've got the experience you've got the knowledge So you could write that book for those people that need that start, to need to know how to start trading, how it all works. Right. Yeah, because
1: they're the thing that I I like to do is I like to trade options and options are kind of tricky. You know, Mm -hmm. but it's exciting. It's very exciting because you can win big and you can lose big. (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah it depends how much you put in yeah yeah
1: but you have to there's there are a lot of different techniques with options and i only understand some of the basic techniques you know and um one of the things that i do well is high probability trading where you look at the probability of an option that's out of the money and you use that to your advantage to win the trade
0: I uh, bingo this is this is a niche market but there are people out there that need to know that information and you have it so it's something to think about anyway Sonia I hope it's giving you uh, food for thought
1: <laughs> yeah you're definitely giving me some food for thought because like I said I never thought of myself as an expert um in option trading but I've been doing it for quite a while.
0: You're not an expert, exactly. You're not an expert, but you know the basics of how it works. And so you can help those that want to start and know nothing. But someone like me, who knows absolutely zero about trading, but wants to get into it, (laughs) I would get your book because it's the starter, how to do trading, the starting, the starting block, the basic info that you need to become a trader whether you have losses or gains you're giving that information to someone who needs it and you're not an expert that doesn't stop you from writing a book because you're telling them this is the basics you know when it comes to me with doing amazon ads and um, facebook ads with my clients i tell them straight away i can show you the basics of how to run an amazon ad or a Facebook ad but don't ask me the advanced way of doing it but I can show you basically how it works and I'm honest with them you know if they want to they have no idea what to do then they'll come to me and learn the basics if they know what to do and it's not working then they'll go to someone who knows what they're talking about more um, expert in the field right there's always going to be that level. Of people that need that help, whether it's uh, the start of the basic uh, information right up to uh, the expert and, and you can you, you're you're there. You can help somebody. Anyway, I'm going to shut up now. So why don't you tell our audience where they can find you online? They can find me at
1: bless the That is my um, website. And that's where I have information about my books. That's where my book trailer is. So they can see the book trailer. Um, they can also find me um, on Facebook. Um, I have a Facebook fan page called Bless the Work of Our Hands. And um, it's about, we have about 575 people that uh, that are that's fans. Good. And um They can um, also find me on Instagram at less the work.
0: Wonderful. That's very, uh, you've kept the same name throughout all your social media platforms, which is a lot easier now for people to find you than to have all these different uh, titles and and names and places and what have you. That's amazing. It's been such an honor and pleasure chatting with you, Sonia.
1: It's been amazing for me as well. I enjoyed the conversation.
0: Wonderful. Oh, I wish you all the best with your third book and the sales with your first and second book. And that journal is an absolute perfect idea, a lovely companion to go with the first book. It's a very unique niche and uh, I wish you all the best with that. Thank you.